Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm here with Vikram Sharia, CEO of bestsellingbook.com. And we're going to be discussing how to write a bestseller in 180 days. That's six months for you that are smart at maths. Welcome to the podcast, Vikram. Thank you so much, Scott, for having me. Really excited for our conversation today. Yeah, me too. I was just saying to you a moment ago, this is... Uh, a topic that's close to my heart. I consider myself, well, I'm an unpublished writer. Uh, writing's always been at the heart of what I do. Copywriting, probably like a lot of listeners sitting on a lot of unfinished book projects and book ideas. I've been experimenting and have experimented with self-publishing in the past and plan to do more of it in the future. And that's really what you help writers or would-be writers with. You help them take their ideas and turn that into a best-selling book. So over to you for a quick introduction, Vic Friends. Do you want to let our listeners know your role and what you do at bestsellingbook.com? Sure, Scott. So uh, as you mentioned, like we, I am the founder and CEO at bestsellingbook.com, where we help entrepreneurs, thought leaders, coaches, experts, professionals who have amazing ideas, amazing stories, and message to share with the world in the form of a book, but really don't have the time or skill set to write a book. So we have a team of uh, professionals and we have created a done-for-you book writing, publishing and marketing services through which we help them turn their ideas into a best-selling book in just six months or 180 days, even without writing, even them without writing the book, right? So this is the process like it's completely done for you and that's how we help our clients. And so I have to know, how did this idea come about so self-publishing how old is the self-publishing industry for example on amazon is that maybe 15 years old something like that yep 15 16 years old yeah and so when did you get into this space and think oh yeah i'm going to help people publish their books so i'm going to be sharing the story like in a very short right so i'll try my best to uh, share all of these things in uh, in short detail so uh, 12 years ago, I was in engineering college. I didn't want to be an engineer, but my parents wanted to, me to be an engineer. So I was there. My um, I was hating the college. I was hating the lectures. And everything was extremely theoretical. And um, 
I got to know that engineering is not for me, right? I was still not sure what I'll be doing in my life, but I was pretty much sure that I really don't want to be an engineer. So one fine day in my third semester of my college, I found this book in my college library, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it completely changed my perception about life and finance. The very, famous, the very same day, I decided to drop out of the college and start something of my own. I dropped out, started a company, hired a bunch of employees, made a bunch of mistakes. And within six months, I completely ran out of money. And I had to fire all the employees. I had to shut down the company. And uh, here I was completely broke in financial debt in a single room apartment, not able to pay my rent, my bills, and with a broken laptop and a 2G internet speed, searching online how to make money online with zero investment because I had no money at all. And then I stumbled upon self-publishing. This is my first introduction to self-publishing, that I could write books, I could publish books, and I can make some money, I can make some passive income from there. My goal, my goal back then was not to build my brand or get more clients or, of course, there's so many things which with the help of best-selling book, you can do that. But I didn't know that. My only goal was to just make some money and to pay bills. I wrote some books, published the book, make some, made some money. And uh, in the process, there were a few people in my Facebook friend list like who started reaching out to me. Uh, most of them, they were entrepreneurs. Uh, that because actually I was posting about my book uh, on Facebook. So they started reaching out to me like, hey, like I also have a book idea. How did you do that? Can you also help me out? And I started offering them coaching services, right? I started guiding them. And then from there, I helped thousands of people with my coaching, with my courses, like within one or two years. And um, of course, made some money from there. But there were a few people Actually, there was a bunch of people in like who went through my courses. Uh, they mentioned that your course is good, your stuff is good, but we really don't have the time to write the book. Can you help me? Please help me. And uh, then I did some research and found that there are so many people out there who have amazing ideas, stories, and message to share with the world, but they don't really, really don't have the time to write the book. So I assembled a team of writers, editors, designers, marketers, and then created this done-for-you publishing company. Initially, the company's name was The Books Factory because we were into the producing the books. But then we realized that almost all the books which we are producing, it, it is becoming bestseller. So we relaunched or rebranded the entire company to bestsellingbook.com. That's the journey. Nice. That's a really interesting journey. And up until the point that you got into self-publishing, were you a an enthusiastic reader or writer before you learned about self-publishing? Is that something that you've always done? No. So it's all new? No, actually, so 10 years ago when I wrote, uh, 10 or 11 years ago when I wrote my first book, uh, I really want you to imagine the situation like I used to hate English. English is not my first language. I used to get the lowest grades in English subject. But of course, my primary drive was to make money. So I somehow had to write the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then, somehow I was able to write the book. And my girlfriend back then, she was very good at academics. She was very good at like English and all stuff. Mm -hmm. She proofreaded the book. book and then we, I was able to publish the book. By the way, now she's my wife. 
That's good news because I was going to ask what happened. He sounds like a wonderful person. So that, I was going in a sad direction. I'm glad that went in a good direction. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so yeah, like English is not for me. So I also like whenever I work with people now, I always say that even if you are really bad at writing, even if you are, don't know anything about writing books, still you can become an author. There are so many different ways. Either you can write the book or you can hire a professional to do the entire writing. So that's completely up to them. If they have the financial resources, they can hire someone. If they don't have the financial resources, still you can write the book, even if you, you don't have the skill set to write a book. Hmm. That's such a big change in the publishing world. And I know over the last 10, 15 years, the the ability for non-natural writers to be able to publish a book and, a book and go through these processes has really just changed the world of self-publishing. I'm just there as a starting point. I'm interested to know your opinion. Has How has the space changed over the 12 years or so that you've learned about self-publishing? Is it easier or more difficult today to self-publish a book? I think um, to enter the space, it is getting easier and easier because maybe 10, 12 years ago, we didn't have so many different resources, so many YouTube channels around these self-publishing topics, right. so many different articles and blogs and podcasts around the topic. So now it is easier to get enter the market, but talking about the promotion, talking about the marketing, it is getting a bit complicated now. Initially, it was very easy for you to market the book. You could easily find a uh, Facebook group around your book topic and start promoting your book and used to get maybe... 100 sales within first day or second day. It was very, very easy, very simple. That was possible back then. Uh, there are so many things which has changed. Like <laughs> 10 years ago, like there were some black hat techniques as well on Amazon. Means You can do some review exchange, which is completely banned on Amazon now. Amazon is definitely going to find out that you are doing that and they will delete your book, delete your account. So there are so many things which has changed. Initially, uh, it was people new people thought that the tra- traditional publishing is the only way and uh, people thought that writing and if you are doing self-publishing it is not going to be worth it but now we have so many examples in the real world who have re- who were self-publishers who wrote the book in a self-traditional not a traditional publishing but with a self-publishing and they were way more successful than traditional publishing the reason being like people are understanding that traditional pe- pe- companies they really just want to work with you if you have a bigger audience. If you don't, they don't want to work with you. Also, there's a myth that people thought, people used to think, and there's still a few, a lot of people like who think that traditional publishing company will be doing the marketing for you, but nah, that's not true. Mm. They'll just help you with the distribution process and eventually you have to do the marketing yourself. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so people are understanding, people have started understanding this. So, the industry has completely shifted to a different direction. And now it is going to also change a lot, right? <laughs> so, of course, we'll talk about it in a while. Mm-hmm. And what else we can see changes in a, in future. But, yeah, in 10 years, it has completely shifted. The market has completely shifted. I love it. Um, we'll come back to that point in a moment about the future of self-publishing towards the end of the podcast. I think that's a, a good way to close out. So, I just want to get into this topic about what bestseller really means. And I laughed to myself because uh, it seems like everyone is a bestseller now apart from me. Everyone has bestselling status. I feel like everyone's written and published a book apart from me. 
you can go on LinkedIn sometimes and someone new, someone new has got a book. And so I think that what it means to be a bestseller has actually changed over time. I think people used to look at Barnes and Noble or Wall Street Journal or USA Today, and there were some other publications or media establishments that used to determine bestseller status. In the UK, we have uh, WH Smith, and that's changed a lot over time. And really, Amazon, it really to be considered a bestseller now, when I speak to podcast guests or people in marketing, you're typically only considered a bestseller if you rank number one in a, a specific category within Amazon. Is that how you define a bestseller status? How do you define the bestseller status? If we say bestseller, like we really need to understand, as you mentioned, that there are so many different platforms to hit bestseller on. Where, like the first question should be, is it New York Times bestseller or is it Wall Street Journal or is it yeah. USA Today or is it Amazon bestseller? Exactly what it is. So, and we really also have to understand what's the criteria to hit bestseller on different platforms. So if you have to hit bestseller on New York Times, then you have to get around fifteen to 20,000 copies sold in a week for your paperback. And at the same time, you also have to get hundreds of different media placement, maybe get on so many different news channels, so many uh, podcasts. So they, all, they always consider these things, right? So they don't only consider the number of sales. They also consider so many different things altogether. Uh, after they decide that, okay, so this should be a bestseller. So uh, currently we don't offer that service, but maybe within one or two years, it is our actually number one goal to also introduce that service to our premium clients. There's also uh, the second most prestigious list is Wall Street Journal bestseller. Um, and also following that is going to be USA Today bestseller. And we offer that services. So, uh, to hit bestseller on Wall Street Journal or USA Today, you have to get at least 5,000 to 7,000 sales in one week for your ebook. And if you do that, then 99% uh, of the chances, times like they will be selecting you as a bestseller. Right? So we do that, or we, we offer that services. It's completely done for you. We get all the sales, we process all of these things. Then there's also, as you mentioned, there's also another service or another bestseller category called Amazon bestseller. Mm -hmm. It is actually one of the uh, easiest way to hit bestseller on Amazon, but still there's a science and math behind it. If you understand it, then of course it is not very much complicated. So there are some tools out there like Publisher Rocket through which you can find out the uh, top categories and keywords which are highly profitable but less competitive. And you can choose those categories. And with the help of Publisher Rocket itself, you can find out how many sales the number one book is getting in your category. Now, for example, in, in your category, if you're, if you're written a book about internet marketing, then find out that in the number one book in internet marketing, how, how many sales it is getting. So if it is getting maybe 500 sales in a day, so to hit bestseller, you have to get more than 500 sales in a day so that your book can outrank that book and you can become a number one best-selling author on Amazon for internet marketing category. So that's the, uh, the algorithm. That's the kind of a calculation and math and science which you have to do. And if you do that, then of course, it is not very much complicated to hit bestseller on Amazon. Hmm. Do you know off the top of your head how many categories there are in Amazon for books? 
So yeah. thousands, thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, thousands. So, I mean, th- this speaks to the process really as you identify a category, you undertake yeah. your research, yeah. um, you see how many books are selling, and then you kind of make an estimated decision about whether to launch a book in that category. That I think that process makes a lot of sense to people. It's qu- we're quite familiar with it. Um, the tool that you mentioned there was uh, pretty handy. So thanks for sharing that. And actually, uh, yeah. people don't know this. Like when they're going to kdp.amazon.com where you publish the book, it stands for Kindle Direct Publishing. So when you're publishing the book on Amazon, it will ask you to choose two categories. And if you choose those two categories, like maybe you will not find your category which you want to uh, get your book featured on. So because they will during the publishing, they will be having very limited number of uh, category, maybe just maximum uh, 50 or 100 or something. So you have, you can, for for then, you can just simply choose two categories. But people, most of the people don't know this thing, that they can choose up to 10 categories. Right. So once you find out that what are the categories, you can, once your book is published, you can reach out to Amazon customer support team and then simply let them know, like I really... For this book, I want to change the category, and these are the categories I want to get featured on. And within 24 to 48 hours, they will be updating the categories, and that's the process. Like people don't, 95% of people don't know this thing, and that's why most of them they are not able to hit bestseller, even if they are getting good number of sales. Yeah, does the Amazon category rankings do they update on a that is that live? Um, so I don't know. But do they update daily, for example, weekly? Every time I've been into Amazon, because I'm a Kindle reader myself, I've seen the category rankings kind of change before my eyes. So I assume it's all live. How does that work? Actually, it is getting updated hourly. It means every hour it is getting updated. Right. So uh, it is not da- on the daily basis. It is not on the weekly basis. It is on the hourly basis that it is getting updated. So is it that's- possible then to be a bestseller for an hour <laughs> and then that's it? Uh, yes, it is possible. Uh, that's why like most of the people, they are uh, doing that. The thing is, uh, for our clients, like we get them on bestseller for at least two days. Right, okay. So, uh, and the thing is that uh, we need to understand that most of these New York Times bestseller or Wall Street Journal, they just hit bestseller for, for a week, mm. right? Most of them. So to call yourself New York Times bestseller, you don't have to uh, sit on bestseller forever. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like once you hit the bestseller, whether it is New York Times or Wall Street Journal or Amazon, you can call yourself bestseller legally. I feel like that's something that I've seen just as a reader over the last twenty years and paying attention to. You know, in the UK we have Waterstones. I mentioned W. H. Smith. Sometimes I'll go into bookstores and I'll see what's charting. And I feel like maybe 15 years ago, you would have a number one book and it would stay there for at least a few weeks. Sometimes you'd you'd have for a few months. But now the categories seem to change and the rankings, particularly on Amazon, seems to change so frequently. Is that something you've seen? Yes, exactly. So on Amazon, as I mentioned, that every hour, all the ranking based on the the number of sales, the, the ranking of the books is getting changed. So... So it is very fast. Like the, the industry is completely moving in a very fast direction. So you don't have to wait for next week to see that which book is getting most of the sales. You can easily identify that. Okay. So now we've uh, established what a bestseller is. I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about the process that you run through. So 
There, there was a great line on your website which says, we'll transform the thoughts in your head into a best-selling book written in your very own voice. And it's funny because I think if you go back 20 years ago and you read that line, you'd be like, well, how? That's magic. Yeah, how do you do that? And as we've just discussed, it's the process, the option is there these days to do that. However, that hasn't come without difficult work. That hasn't come without you building a network of editors and writers and proofreaders. So talk me through that process, just maybe with the starting point. Let's say that there's a there's someone out there, they're a marketer, they're an influencer, they're a business owner. They've never written a book before, but they've got a really good idea or they think they've got a really good idea for a book and they contact you. How do you start that research and validation phase to really to help them understand whether that book will even achieve best-selling status? Yeah, sure. Uh, so by the way, all the books which we do, um, we guarantee like if they choose the bestseller package, we guarantee that the book is going to hit bestseller yeah. on Amazon, on Wall Street Journal, if they're choosing that package as well. So uh, now talking about the process. So the first thing which we do, like the, the, if the client signs up for a package, um, then we have our best-selling book coach go on a call with them. It's going to be completely one-hour breakthrough session or a strategy session where they create the book outline quadrant for them. Now, what is the outline quadrant? Hmm. So actually, uh, we most of the clients we get, they don't have a working book outline ready. They just have a rough book idea. And then we take that idea and turn it into the book. But before we turn it into a book, it is important to create a book outline. But before we create a book outline, it is important to create a book outline quadrant. So outline book outline quadrant consists of four different elements. The first is the basic idea of the book. The second is why exactly you are writing the book. Means it is really important for us because this is going to define that how to craft the entire book. Right. The third is the readers. Means because you are not writing the book for yourself. You are actually writing the book for the reader because they are on point A and they want to go on point B and your book is going to solve or share the roadmap from point A to point B. So you already know the process, you already know it. So you are not writing the book for yourself, you are writing the book for the reader. So exactly who is this person, what kind of pain they are experiencing, what kind of desired outcome they want to have, all things like we really uh, go in, in detail with that. And then the last element or the fourth element is called the hook of the book. Where uh, how the book is different from other books. There could be hundreds, if not thousands of books on the same topic. Why your book? How exactly you'll be positioning the book? We'll be creating the actual book outline quadrant with these four elements, the idea, why, readers, and hook. And once we have it, then we really know that what kind of book we have to write for him and what kind of marketing strategy which we have to do. We really understand their audience. We really understand their idea. We really understand how we can differentiate this book from other books in the market. So once we uh, create the book outline quadrant, then what we do is um, basically the, the moment the, the client onboards, they also fill out a book information form, which have maybe over dozens of questions about their book, all kind of stuff. We use this outline quadrant and we also use this video recording of um, with the best-selling book coach with them, like we say, which is a one-hour call, and we also use that book information form to find out the perfect angel writer for them. And what's our process? We have around like uh, more than thousands of angel writers in our influence. So what we do is we send this book information form to the relevant people, usually within three to four 
working days, we get around maybe 50 to 60 people really excited to work with them. And uh, what we do is to make it easy for them, we shortlist just four or five people of them. And we also share their profile, their writing style, uh, why, and also they answer these questions that why they think they are the right fit for this project. They review them, they review their profile, their writing style, and also their answers. And then maybe they, after five, they want to interview two or three people. They can shortlist them, and then they can come on a Zoom call with them. And after having a call with them, they identify, okay, so this is the person I think could really understand me and write the book for me in my voice. So in case, if in the first batch of five people or five writers, if they don't find the perfect angel writer, we'll send another batch of five writers. So within one to two weeks, they will have their ideal perfect angel writer finalized. Now, once it is done, then the next step is like they will be working with them to create a working book outline using the outline quadrant and using or having a call with them. And usually we have around two or three calls. Uh, so the angel writer will be having two, three calls with them on a weekly basis. So it usually takes us around three to four months to actually write the book. And what the thing which we do is we offer unlimited revision. So once we have the outline ready, then angel writer will be uh, having a call or calls, like different calls with them um, for every chapter. Maybe for an example, for chapter one, they will be having two or three calls. Then they will start writing the entire chapter. Then they're going to send it, the entire chapter to them. They can review it. They can completely provide their feedback. They don't have to provide the feedback by writing the comment on Google Doc. They can simply record it or they can have another call and they can share that. Okay, like I, I think we should fix this. I think we should fix that. And usually it takes uh, one or two chapters for the angel writer to exactly understand what the client really needs. And once they really understand the flow they are looking for, then it becomes very easy for them to write the following chapters. So for every chapters, like we completely uh, offer unlimited revisions and we go chapter by chapter until we are done with the introduction and also the conclusion. And once it is done, then um, of course, again, the angel writer is going to go one more time. And once it is done, then we have a copy editor who is going to go through that and fix the error. We have proofreader who is going to make sure that the book is error-free before publishing. So this is the entire process of producing a professional-looking manuscript. I have so many questions now. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of that. So my first question, just um, I'll just go back to the the why. So you mentioned it as you were talking there, the why is important so that you know, you know, why does this person want to have a book published? What kind of reasons do you get? Why do people want to self-publish books? Is you know, some, uh, And I say that because I know some people want to be writers or maybe they've got an idea or maybe they want to share something with the world. But do you ever get people that just want it for vanity reasons as well? They just want to be known as a writer, even if they're not? Very few, but yes, we have got it. Okay. So uh, the thing is, um, first of all, let me cover uh, about this vanity thing. Means, so we have also got some uh, clients and we have worked with them as well, like who want to write a book, not on, not for the external world. They just wanted to write a book for their children. Right. Okay. They, they just they just wanted to share their legacy among their children and grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Nothing else. But the thing we need to understand is that this is their why. Whether it is just for their children or grandchildren, or it is for a wider audience, or is it to establish your 
self as an authority or is it to uh, get more clients or is it to build your personal brand or uh, your expertise whatever it is whether it is small or big we really have to identify what is your why because this is going to help us craft the entire book Get, let me give you an example for example if your goal uh, is to write a book to generate high highly qualified leads so what you will be doing is in your book you can also share maybe a checklist or ebook or worksheet as a giveaway and in exchange they can provide the email address and they will be getting that right and so you can of course craft the entire book accordingly if you want to use that book to build your personal brand maybe you can use your own personal stories a little bit more so that people can connect with you know you better in and out but not being very salesy uh, by sharing just a, just by being me 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 right it should also add some value and again like if you uh, if your goal is to get more clients maybe you can share your clients case studies your success case studies as an example or a story in such a way so that people can really get more value so um this is why like it is really important to identify why why exactly when i write a book because this is going to help you in the entire book writing process mm. so it sounds like what's most important for the angel writers it's not the why itself because the why can be quite diverse it can be for personal reasons it can be for business reasons but it's that there is a why and it's that they they understand the why so that then they can write but from there the process regardless of the why is pretty similar for everyone yep exactly that's understood. And I'm also interested in, um, I appreciate this will probably vary depending on the book type. And uh, I imagine there are lots of different variables for this, but how many calls typically do you have with writer, uh, with, yeah, with, um, authors? Uh, it's really hard to describe who they are. How many calls would you have with the people that want books? Do you have one, two, three calls, then the angel writers go away? Or is this an ongoing process where you, maybe you have monthly calls over the six months? Oh, so it is not, um, uh... Uh, one time, a few call. This yeah. is not what we do. We it's a kind of an ongoing process, and we have, for example, if, if we get a new client and they need the entire services, we have over twenty to twenty-five people working on their book, right? Including writers, editors, uh, proofreaders, uh, best-selling book coach, author, success manager, and then book cover designers, uh, book formatters, book trailer, video, voiceover artist. Right. So also virtual assistant, like will be doing all of the things, publishers, uh, then designers, marketers, all kind of thing like social media marketers, PR people. So there are over 20 to 25 people who will be working on their book. Right. But if you're in the book writing phase, uh, which is kind of a longest, right, because we really want to produce a highly quality product. And in this case, the product is going to be book. It's going to take us around three to four months. And for three to four months, uh, the angel writer keeps on interviewing the client, maybe two times in a week or one time in a week or four times in a week, depending on the client's requirement, depending on their availability, right? So uh, so it's an ongoing process and we keep on interviewing that. Like it, it doesn't work like this. Uh, this has happened with uh, me in the past, like when I, in, in my initial phase, when I hired some ghostwriter, they just needed some outline and then they used to create a book after three months and I used to hate it. And this has happened with so many different people as well around the world. We have, uh, we really don't believe in that process. 
we work with the client one-on-one and we make sure that the book is written in their voice with their personality. And for doing that, like we have to have a call with them two times or three times in a week. And if it is um, required, then we do that. And just in terms of the the angel writers, the they have to also, I'm thinking about the skills that are involved for angel writers. And what's really interesting to me is that, of course, writing skills, the ability to take the information and write it is important. Listening skills sound like they're important as well. But questioning skills, they must be of utmost importance for this process, the ability to ask questions that reveal more information from the authors. Is that fair? Exactly. It is really important. Actually, one of the most important thing is questioning and listening. So uh, actually, the, these angel writers are actually uh, seasoned ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they follow our angel writing system, which we have developed. The angel writing system is basically like which we have created and the client will also be having the access to this angel writing system and it will be a process and step-by-step action items for the angel writers and for the clients. Everything like they have to check box, check all the boxes one by one for every chapters and this is how we write the entire book. I mean, the first step could be sending an email to the, uh, to the client asking them for the next availability. Once they reply, schedule a call and then having a call with them, then recording the call and then uh, listening to that and then transcribing it. Then, of course, writing the book and then sending it to the client. So all of these, are there are checklists for all of the different chapters. And they have to follow this system, these different checklists to make sure that the book is written in, in the client's voice. So, and one more thing which we see is, um, uh, like most of the time, like we do that, is for example, if the book is very much technical, we try to find out, only those writers like who have written books on this same topic or similar topics so that they also know their uh, about the topic at the same time they can also add some value they can also brainstorm with the client and maybe share some more things with them so that they can include them in the book which can make the book more valuable this process uh, is quite involved and there's a lot of preparation that goes into it there's you've mentioned there video calls, um, transcriptions, writing, questioning. Is there any software that comes to mind for you that you'd recommend to listeners, maybe their self-publishing or their writing or their proofreaders or editors that has really helped you and that you use behind the scenes at bestsellingbook.com? So we have used, uh, like, of course, Google Doc and MS Word works, but we also used uh, Scrivener. Uh, it is also good software. But uh, three years ago, what we did is we have built our own software for the entire uh, book writing thing, entire angel writing system, which we have, we have built for on our own platform. And so that helps the angel writers take the concept and break it yeah. down, I'm assuming, into chapters and so forth. Exactly. Like it is kind of a checklist for the angel writers and everything they have to do. For the um, and of course, this is also linked to all the Google Docs for different chapters. And of course, these Google Docs are going to be shared with the client, and then client can review that and they can provide the feedback. Everything they have a system, and over there they can also add all the resources, all the recordings, all the video recordings they have, everything in one place. So they can see, they can clearly uh, review that if. Uh, I'm not sure, of course, this is not possible on the podcast, but if it would be have, uh, it would be a video 
call, then maybe I could have shared it with you that exactly how does it look. But mm-hmm. basically the thing is that everything is completely visible from the book idea stage to book outline, to introduction, to all the chapters, to conclusion, and also the all the other steps later, like author bio, book description, right? Everything is there in one place. So I want to move into marketing a bestseller. So everything that goes into, I've really understood the writing process there, but I want to go into, yeah, the marketing side of things and when that comes to the forefront of the project. So you talked a little bit about the fact that actually a lot of marketing comes in the research at the beginning and just deciding the title and the outline, all of that essentially is building in marketing from the start. But when do you really start talking as a team or with the client about marketing the bestseller and how to approach it? When does that, at what part of the six month journey does that start being discussed? So the the moment the, the book's first draft is ready, then we start doing the marketing preparation. So, uh, for an example, if the if the book is still in the working thing, like of course we just do the proper research and mm-hmm. we get it ready. But once the the manuscript is ready, right? Once the angel writer is done with the book writing thing, then there are still so many different steps which we have to do, like editing, proofreading, then doing the 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 book design, the the cover designing, book formatting, book trailer videos, ISBN number, all kind of stuff. Uh, meanwhile, we'll also be doing the marketing for the book, like inclu- creating the social media thing, getting them on the podcast if they're interested. So all kind of thing. So uh, the thing is, uh, we need to understand that marketing always starts from the beginning. So as I mentioned, that we always create the book outline quadrant, which includes all of these different marketing research thing. But at the same time, once the book is ready, then one more thing which is really important is packaging. So you have the product ready which is your book. The book is your product. Packaging of the product is also really important. Uh, And we need to understand that when you're publishing the book on Amazon or any other place, you are not publishing just the book. You are publishing yourself and your brand because people are going to judge you and your brand and your company by seeing your book or your book cover. So uh, you have to really position your book in such a way that it looks premium. And over here in packaging, book cover designing, interior designing, book description, title and subtitle, all of these plays really important job role. And that's why packaging also is important. Then you publish the book and then you start the promotion. When we talk about the promotion, then there are, of course, different type of promotion. Of course, you are, you are in internet marketing. You know this. On Amazon, Amazon is kind of a um, search engine, just like Google. People don't find any book uh, just by going to any category or subcategory and then finding which book is performing well. What they simply do is they simply use the search bar. They type the keyword and then whatever book is ranking, they click on it and based on that, like you get the sale. So you have to do the on-page SEO on Amazon. And this includes finding the right keywords, right categories, and also using those keywords in, in your description, maybe in your title as well. And over here, like this is how you do the one-page SEO of the Amazon. Then you can also leverage some paid ads. A few things which works really, really well for me and my clients are Amazon ads and BookBub ads. So BookBub, B-O-O-K-B-U-B ads. So Amazon ads, uh, of course, like it is a native place to do do the marketing for the book, right? So you are using their their own platform to promote the book, which is great. 
you can target only those books which are relevant to your topic, right? And at the same time, you can, um, the only downside of Amazon is it starts, you can start seeing results after a, after a while, maybe after two weeks or three weeks. You can't see results instantly. Uh, but with BookBub ads, you can start seeing your results from today itself. You start running the campaign today and you can start seeing results from today itself. On Amazon ads, the keywords, actually, it takes some time for the seeding. So uh, that's why it is a lengthy process. So Amazon ads, BookBub ads to promote the book. Nowadays, one of the best way to also promote your book is getting on podcast. So um, because, of course, if you reach out to any host, that you are a, maybe a published author or a best-selling author on this topic, chances of them getting you on their podcast as a guest will be a lot because uh, they will be also seeing you as an authority or an expert on the topic. And at the same time, they will be asking you questions about just about the book, mm. the entire conversation. And at the same time, in the end, they will be asking you, where people can find you and where people can find your book. So it's kind of a free promotion. And where how people can uh, get on podcast is there's a tool out there called listennotes.com. So L-I-S-T-E-N-N-O-T-E-S.com where it is world's biggest directories of all the podcasts. So almost all the podcasts in the world, you can you can find it over there. So for example, if your book is about internet marketing, you can simply type that, that keyword in over there and you can find tens of thousands of episodes and podcasts around the same topic. With Listen Notes, you can also find uh, their website and the email address of the host. You can also do the filtration based on top 10%, top 5%, top 3% or 1% as well. So you can find the right type of podcast and get on those podcasts maybe weekly, one or two times which is going to be a great way to promote your book. Excellent. There's so much I want to break down there as well. So uh, one thing I am interested in is, do you think it's important for someone to have a personal brand? So a following in order to become a bestseller? How important is that? If it is, if they already have a follower, that's going to be a cherry on a cake. But still, if they don't have a personal brand, that doesn't mean that they will not be able to become a bestselling author. They can still become a bestselling author uh, it's the same same kind of uh, um, analogy that there are so many uh, successful entrepreneurs out there, like who became successful without being very famous or without having so much of followers. So it's kind of the same thing. Like you don't need a lot of followers to um, become bestseller, right? If you do the right thing at the right time with proper tools, you can get number of sales so that you can hit bestseller on Amazon or Wall Street Journal or US Today. And I'm interested in the timing aspect of what you've just said, because I, I think I read somewhere, it was either in the book that you've written related to this topic, or it was on your website, I can't remember where, but there's a section about forming a seven-day post-launch plan. So you have your book and then you have a seven-day plan. And it seems like there's a lot of emphasis put on that first week of launch. How important is timing and timing all of these activities together in order to achieve best-selling status? Is that of highest importance? Yeah, it is actually one of the most important thing. And yeah. one thing which we do for uh, our client, and we highly recommend them, and of course, most of them, they go with that, 
is once we publish the book, we don't publish the book and make it live. We publish the book and make it available for pre-sale or pre-order. And we get these three or four weeks windows where we massively promote the book. If they're interested, we get them on podcast. If they're interested, we also do the social media thing. So they are actually, if they have any followers, they leverage that follower to uh, get so many people interested in getting the book. And all the sales you are getting in these three or four weeks of these pre-sales or pre-orders, uh, of course, they will be getting the copy once the book is live. But at the same time, all these number of sales will be counted on the number of, on the day the book is launched. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So the the moment your book is going to be live, for example, if your book got maybe five hundred to thousand sales in those three or four weeks, you will instantly hit the number one bestseller or definitely Amazon hot release. Right. So that's one of the thing and that's why timing is really important hmm. that's so interesting i was watching a gary v video he's about to release a new book in november and he he recently went live on youtube and he was doing an incentive based pre-ordering offer essentially he was asking people to pre-order his book and dependent on the multiple number of books that you ordered he would then drop you an NFT in return upon the book release date. Mm-hmm. So I, I attended the live YouTube session with Gary V, and there were maybe 5,000 people on the YouTube session, of course, thousands more across his other accounts. But just as I was watching it and I was watching the Amazon rankings, he ended up with all of his books sold out on Amazon and across multiple platforms in the UK and the US. And the book's not even launched for another three months. So what you're saying there is all of those pre-orders well, essentially, I mean, it's Gary V. He's really popular anyway. So he was probably going to have a number, a number one bestseller with his latest release. But all of those pre-orders will contribute to that book's success on release day and not before. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. Is it possible to apply this same kind of promotion plan to a book that already exists? So we've talked a lot about creating a book for the first time. But let's say someone published a book five years ago, but they never promoted it. Can you do an intense marketing program to try and increase sales and get that on the bestseller list? Does that work? We have done it several times. Like 30% oh, of the clients we uh, work with, they already have a published book, but they just need a little bit of marketing and they want to do that bestseller spot. Even whether it is on Amazon or that is WSJ or USA Today, whatever it is, like we have done it and it is possible. And we recommend, like most of the thing, most of the time, we have seen that we have to relaunch the book and maybe upgrade the book cover, maybe make some changes in the description, and then we relaunch the book and uh, we do the, some kind of a promotion and it becomes bestseller. So, yep, uh, we have done it and uh, we do that for our clients. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned it earlier, and I'm glad I've just remembered this question. What tactics should people avoid? So, uh, you talked about that historically it, there were more black hat things. I'm mm. assuming that there are black hat tactics that are still being used on Amazon, although that maybe it's got more difficult over time. I'm not sure. How much do you see that? And what tactics should people avoid? So there are a few of the things which used to work uh, maybe five or 10 years ago, but now it, it, it completely don't work and people, uh, Amazon can ban you for that. The first is never go with uh, Amazon review exchange. Also, um, in Amazon's policy, it is clearly mentioned that 
people you know, like your friends and families, they should not uh, buy the book and leave review. Oh, interesting. Some, something like that. So it, it is not exactly what I said, but they don't want their closed friends and families to leave reviews because they are going to be biased reviews. And Amazon don't want that. Like they really need a right type of reviews by right type of people. So, um, so of course, one thing like which people do is if, if they send the link, how Amazon actually find that you are, uh, you are sending the link is, and, and of course they have some other algorithm as well. But the thing is like when you find your book, right? When you, um, uh, maybe for example, if your book is about internet marketing, maybe you search your name over there and then find your book. And when you see the URL, it is a kind of a very weird URL with question mark and all kind of numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. And it also has a timestamp and a date. If you clearly see it, like in the end. Yeah. Uh, so, and then people share that link with their friends or families or their, uh, maybe their past customers or their audience. And when they buy the book and then they leave the review, Amazon thinks that you are doing some kind of a black hat thing uh, because it has the uh, timestamp or date stamp of any other day. And people are maybe purchasing the book after three days or 10 days. There's a kind of a mismatch. And Amazon algorithm like identifies that and they give you some kind of a warning. So to really fix this, what you can do is... Uh, if you really have to get maybe your, your clients or your mentors or your, or your followers to buy your book, what you can do is you can share the naked URL of your Amazon book. What is that? So uh, without, so it is going to be something like amazon.com slash DP or direct publishing slash your ASIN number, right? So it's going to be just uh, very small. And after that, it's going to be completely, you have to completely move all the other kind of a codes and all the different type of timestamp and numbers. And now you just have to promote or use that naked URL to your closed one in case if you need to get some reviews. So this is one thing which people really don't know about mm-hmm. and which can uh, really break or make their, their book sales or book reviews. Sometimes what happens is that their friends and families leave their reviews and Amazon deletes to the reviews. It has happened several times. And sometimes if you do that oft, often, then they can also ban your book. And if you do that more often, they'll also ban your uh, account as well. So there are plenty, there's plenty to avoid. That's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that myself. I also hadn't heard of listennotes.com before either. And it's funny because I, I get a lot of podcast pitch inquiries. And so that's probably one of the platforms where people find and, my information and pitch to me as well. And actually, on uh, I was going through Listen Notes, and uh, and I, when I found your podcast, it is in top one percent. Oh wow, that's amazing! That's good news. Yep, that's really amazing. So you can find yourself, you can search your name over there, podcast, and then you can find it, and you can see like top one percent. So that's an amazing thing which uh, you can look at. Cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Uh, so just in closing for this episode, as we're wrapping up here. Uh, I'm interested to know some of your favorite examples of the books that you've helped people publish. So what comes to mind? I'm imagining there have been hundreds, if not thousands, that you've helped people publish over the last decade. What comes to mind for you? I can do I can share just a two-story in a very uh, short way. So yeah, yeah, please the first do. story uh, was like a few years ago, like I worked with a lady, a uh, lovely lady 
had no intention to launch herself as a maybe in motivational speaker or something but uh she had a daughter and uh, she went on a road trip but she got crushed by a boulder and uh doctor was saying that they will not be able to serve, uh, save her it was very kind of a depressing situations for her and uh, what she started doing is she started posting stuff on facebook about her journey of how she is how she is uh, doing how her daughter is doing and there were so many people like who started reaching out to her and maybe uh, of course helping her and supporting her and and somehow uh, maybe because of prayers like she, her daughter survived and of course she's in, she's on wheelchair but uh, still like she survived and she used that story and of course she uh, with the with help of hers like she was able to write the book of course she published marketed became bestseller and she launched herself as a international motivation speaker she is a very successful person now the thing is like she wasn't in, interested or in had no intention at all to write a book and publish a book to become a speaker and have a coaching program and a, a courses no she she has nothing but still she was able to do that and she's one of the best thing is she is also not also only able to help people she's she's receiving plenty of thank you emails every week and every month uh, that how her book has uh, helped them because of course those people they are also in a similar journey or similar st- uh, situation so um so that's how uh, like one thing with whenever i my team and i are really excited to work with these people because we are not only helping our clients we are also helping the readers who are reading their their clients book so this is going to be one story which is close to my heart and the second story like i'll be very short on this uh 3 years ago i had a client and he wanted to promote his physical product using a book and by this time i thought that writing a book can only help people who are in information industry like people like who are coaches or speakers or uh, information entrepreneur but this person came and he wanted to write a book to promote his physical product and of course we did it we wrote the book published the book we marketed the book and he was able to double his business within 6 months using his book he got on tv he got on podcast and of course he used and leveraged the book to exploded his business so that's how like uh, i just wanted to share these stories like it was these two uh, stories are actually very close to my heart that's amazing and I'll, i'll link to those books in the show notes if you send me those links across uh, yeah, i'll put it in sure. the show notes as well one final question uh, before we close out the episode is you touched on it at the very beginning and we said we'll come back to it and that's the future of self publishing so you've actually just given some really good examples as you were talking there you've said that someone released a book and then they've ended up getting motivational speaking gigs or that's become a part of their career um you talked there about businesses that have been transformed through authoring a book does self publishing does having a book open as many doors as maybe it did 20 30 years ago or is other doors closing because more people are becoming best sellers because there are so many categories what do you see as the benefits and maybe the future of self publishing as we close the thing we need to understand that every people who are writing book and publishing book maybe even on similar topics as well these people have a unique voice and a unique personality and a unique story and unique message and unique vision and that's what differentiates them from all the other people even if there could be thousands of people 
read, have written the book on the same topic, but still, like think about it, like weight loss. What exactly do you do in weight loss? Like there could be maybe millions of books on weight loss and actually the strategy is almost the same. You have to avoid junk food. You have to hit the gym. You have to eat healthy and follow these things. You have to just these things. These are the basic things which is actually in almost all the books. The only thing is like the story which is linked with the process or the message or the unique perception about seeing those process. And that's what differentiates every book. And even if there could be thousands of books on the same topic, still don't hesitate or don't stop yourself to write a book because you are you have a unique voice. You have a unique message and story. And that's people are looking for you. People are really looking for maybe even if you help just one person in your lifetime, that is worth it. Now, if you talk about the future of uh, self-publishing, it has changed a lot. Like 10 years ago, it was completely different. And now it is completely different. Uh, one thing which is which is still not changed is um, a few years ago, like people used to, like in 19th century, or maybe before that as well, like people used to sit down and write the book. And still, we are in 21st century and people are still writing books the way we used to write books in 19th century. Means, of course, we are not writing on paper or on stone, but we are still sitting down and writing the book on MS Word or Google Doc. It's the same kind of a process. Or maybe we are hiring a ghostwriter and then they are doing the actual writing process. But what is the difference? Like it is still in the, we are in the 21st century and it, it should be changed and it will be changing. So the publishing industry has changed, but the book writing industry is kind of a similar. So it will be changing. So two weeks ago, I wrote my entire book in just five days or total 10 hours with the help of artificial intelligence software. And one thing which I did is I documented the entire process. And of course, people can find more about it in by going to bestsellingbook.com slash challenge and they can find more about it. But the thing is, uh, now these artificial intelligence softwares are the 21st century ghostwriters. And this is going to completely change the book writing process and everything. So um, this is going to be the future of self-publishing or the book writing. That is such a good teaser for people to go and see that link. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I've discussed it on the podcast recently, but the evolution and introduction of GPT-3, all of the AI writing assistants, Mm -hmm. makes the writing process so much easier for non-writers. I'm fascinated by the future. I I know that there are writing purists out there who are quite scared, but I think that there's no argument that it is at very least a very interesting and exciting time for self-publishing yeah we'll close there maybe we'll have to come on in the future i'd encourage our listeners to check out that link maybe we can pick up the discussion about artificial intelligence and writing in the future on the podcast sure. but before i let you go do you want to let our listeners know where they can find out more about you and bestsellingbook.com yeah sure so they can simply go to bestsellingbook.com there are plenty of testimonials in case study if you think that this is the right fit for them or then they can simply schedule a call by going to bestsellingbook.com slash call. One of our author or strategists is going to come on a call, understand their book ideas and publishing goals, and then we can take it from there. There could be a few people or listeners who want to write the book themselves or maybe don't have the financial resources to hire a publishing agency. So what they can do is they, I have created a, a checklist which we use for our premium clients, one-on-one, and we 
use that checklist, which includes all these steps and sub-steps which are important. And they can simply go to bestsellingbook.com slash checklist to download this checklist, print it out and paste it on the wall. And then it's going to make the entire publishing journey and the book writing, publishing, marketing very, very easy because it has everything. And at the same time, this checklist also comes with a blueprint, which explains how to use the checklist. So bestsellingbook.com slash checklist. Wonderful. And uh, I love your message just a moment ago that everyone's got a unique voice. Everyone's got a story. So find a way to get it out there in the world. And, you know, maybe you're listening and you've, you've got a story to share, whether you're an author or not. Come on the podcast. Talk to me about that story, particularly if it's marketing related, because I want to hear that and share it with people. Too. Vikran, I'll just say thank you again so much for your time this evening. That's been a really interesting episode, something that's really important and interesting to me. Uh, so thanks for all your advice. And this has been the Internet Marketing Podcast. Take care. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.